Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me tonight. I'm Dr. George Andow, and our show tonight is A Journey Through. Unfortunately, Gretchen Steubenhaus is not here with us this evening, so it's, it's me. I'm solo. So the program is still the same, though. So we've been looking at the way the psychological processes within us and what we were brought up around formed us and supported our development. Well, there is also developmental spiritual processes that are sort of inbred by God because every human being goes through them, how far they go and their desire of them and how serious they take them is up to the individual because we've been given free will. So not everyone is going to journey the same way on the same path or the same distance on this path. So that's what we're going to be looking at tonight. So the, this, this development, right, the spiritual development that we all take, the spiritual journey, the journey through to awareness, uh, the journey through, um, we all hunger for it. We all really hunger and thirst for it. Um, on some level, we unconsciously know we come from God. And I always think of that story that was told to me by the nun about the family that had um, the three-year-old and or it might have been a two-year-old. I'm not good with uh, paraphrasing the story so much. Thank you for putting up with me. Um, but she was pregnant, was having a, a baby, and the baby was born. So the newborn was in his crib. And the two-year-old always wanted to climb in the crib with the newborn. And the parents were a little concerned because the baby was, the child was very, very um, insistent on wanting to get in the crib. So they got a camera, put it up in the baby's room. And uh, Sister Joy told me this. So it was a long time ago. It was when I was an affiliate with the Seneca Sisters. Um, and so the parents got a camera and put it up in the baby's room. And they watched the three-year-old climb up into the crib and say to the baby, the infant, tell me quick, I'm starting to forget. Talk to me about God. And that gave me the chills at the time. Right? I was in a different place in my journey, and it still gives me the chills to think about the incredible possibility, um, fact that we come from God, we're going back to God. And what that's like. And I always thought of like, when we go back to God, it's probably sort of like when we leave this world and we go back to God, it's sort of like when we're born here and we're in the womb and everything and we're formed and we're cozy and we're comfy. And, and then it's like a big storm, you know, the uterus contracting, pushing us out. And I have an imagination that's something similar there. But what do I know? I haven't done it yet. Only the one-way ride. So, um, so we're all hungering and thirsting um, for something. And we go through life many times unconscious. Hopefully, those of you listening are desiring consciousness, deeper consciousness, um, 
to feel connected, to encounter God. And we might not even know that. We just might know that we feel a little empty, um, that we're looking to embrace God with the small g. And what I mean by that is um, things that we use to try to fill us up, to try to help us feel more connected to ourselves, to the unknown, uh, like shopping, TV, drugging, drinking, eating. And again, no, no criticism here when we look at these things ever. But it's almost like we have a hole that we're looking to fill. And, uh, you know, so along the way on this journey, there are many different stages um, where we meet many, many parts of ourselves. And we're called to pay attention to these places. Excuse me. My nose is a little runny. I have a little bit of allergies this time of year. Um, So we meet ourselves on this journey in the many different places within ourselves. Because in order to be whole, we need to embrace all the different feelings, all the different places in us in order to really be whole. And this way we can journey more with other people. So again, whatever we were brought up around is our view of the world, it's our perceptions, our distortions, if you may. And yet we're always looking to transcend the false self going into the true self. We're always looking to transcend the mechanical places in person that we built in ourselves based on our upbringing, the way we were made to feel about ourselves, gets carried into the spiritual journey as we stay on the journey and journey spiritually, journeying through into awareness. Awareness of what? Awareness into what went on what happened, what's continuing to happen in me, through me, and what is God calling me to as I pay attention to these deeper places in me. Thomas Keating, a Jesuit author and priest, the Jesuits are amazing. It's the name of a uh, order, a group of priests um, that were founded by St. Ignatius, um, many, many years ago. I think it was the 1500s. It was an amazing uh, uh, saint. Um, and so as you think back and I go over these different stages with you, perhaps you can think about your own journey and where you might have found yourself, any memories you have of these places. And I'll try to give some examples of myself along the way um, to help be helpful and make uh, more clarity. So the very first stage, which is the basic level of our spiritual development, is that, and and by the way, these stages are what we believe about ourselves along the journey, right? So, and how we look to define ourselves along the journey. So in the first, uh, most basic level, we begin by believing that our body and self-image is who I am. So it's the most basic level, and it's our striving for security, survival, and esteem. Now, this I remember very, very clearly, Um, and I struggled with this very much because I um, lived with uh, scoliosis for many, many years. I lived with a deformity for 14 years before I had surgery to uh, my spine. 
to straighten my back. And I think in two weeks, I am coming on with a guest who uh, I met. We're very good friends now um, because she was one of the few, first few people that I met with scoliosis. And um, it's because it's a hidden wound. As so many of our psychological wounds are hidden and we go through life like everything is fine. I'm fine. Life is fine. And there's nothing wrong with that because we're not going to go through life wearing it on our, sh on our shirt. What is that called? Wearing it on your sleeve. Um, so we're not going to go through life with that. Um, you know, it's important to act as if in the world because no one wants to, you know, be around us, um, you know, when we're upset and complaining. But yet we are called to be truthful with ourselves and have our feelings and embrace our own feelings, not look, not, not to look to put them out there on somebody else, but to begin to face them, feel them and own them, which is um, quite a feat in itself. So um, I was always very concerned about how I would do. I did not feel secure, um, how I would survive having this deformity and my self-esteem was not good at all because I really uh, thought that my body and self-image was my self-image, a part of my self-image, and that it was really something that I felt very disconnected um, from, did not feel good about. So that's something that we do live with. And as we go from stage to stage, there might always be residue that we carry with us to the next stage. Uh, but we are called on our journey to be aware of the many stages beforehand so that, again, as we pay attention and bring them to prayer, and if you're in treatment, to work them through. And God will embrace us and help us because God wants to give us a full life. The second stage of our development is that we tell ourselves and we believe that we are defined by my external behavior. So I really get a sense of what's going on inside of me. Not really, but I'm going to make believe I do, sort of. And um, here um, we can attempt to look good to the outside world. And I'm going to get myself dressed in great clothes and make sure my hair is perfect and um, my makeup on, and so that when I go out in the world, everybody sees me that I have it all together and that I am terrific and I am just great. But you see, our appearance and our external behavior does not define us. We always want to be out in the world and be kind and, of course, always look ourselves, look, look our best. But that's different than feeling or believing that it defines us that if we don't have that, that we are somehow inferior. That's the difference. And I come across a lot of patients and I remember all these stages and I still struggle with, with some of them. It's okay, it's okay to struggle. It's just that I know at this point that they don't define me anymore. I'm going to have the feelings, but they don't define me. Um, so, in, in the second stage here, we, um, we believe that 
the way we show up in the outer world has to appear perfect. And it has to appear that way. And we cannot let anybody feel or see or imagine that it is anything else but that way. Because if we did that, then somehow we would be looked at in a, in, in a way that we're afraid we might be. Because we define ourselves by this. So I hope this is making sense to you. Here we look to hide any evidence other than our perfection to the world. So in this place, we have an outer world, our outer appearance, and our private appearance. And our, our need is to bring them together for wholeness. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Thanks so much. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Listeners, looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to A Journey Through to Awareness. I'm Dr. George Andow. So we left off, we were looking at our belief system that my external behavior is who I am. Now, this kind of gels into the first position that we looked at. Because I know for me, when I was defining myself as my body image, which was very uh, distorted, um, literally, 
um, that I needed to show up in the outside world with my appearance putting being put all together and my behavior um, quote perfect because I felt so inferior. I felt inferior. And I remember what a, how much bondage that was. There's no freedom there. See, Jesus, God, um, promised to give us a life of fullness, of freedom. And now that we have God inside of us and us inside of God, we can pay attention to that place in us so that we can grow through these stages into a more full, whole life together with God, with one another, with one another. Because I can't do it alone. And neither can you. So the third um, place that we grow into is we tell ourselves that my thoughts and my feelings are who I am. You know, and as we grow, we take pride in how great we're doing, right? That my thoughts and feelings are intact. Um, I've learned to control them. And in that control, we don't even see that they are of a self-serving nature. So in other words, I can be very manipulative. We all can be. Where I'm going to show up, where um, I am this perfect person, put all together, and I am going to do this and this and this for you, with you. But in truth, I'm doing it really for myself, not just for you. It's not selfless. And again, there's no criticism here or that there's anything wrong with that. It's just not going to bring us into the fullness of what we're looking to journey into, a journey through to awareness. We need to grow into the full awareness of who we are, of what's really going on inside. You know, here in this, in this place of I am my thoughts and feelings and they define me. See, we're always more than who we tell ourselves we are. As great as we might think we're doing with, with our positioning in these uh, different levels of journey, we're always more than that because we live in God and God lives in us. So our potential is unlimited. We have unlimited potential to grow into fullness, but it takes struggle and it takes some pain because we don't want to face these places that we're working so hard to avoid. We are defining ourselves by our body, by our self-image, by our external behavior, by how I look, by how I dress, by how I act, by my wonderful thoughts and feelings. We're defining ourselves by these 
as a way to avoid this emptiness inside, as a way to avoid all of the things we were made to believe about ourselves, where we weren't enough, but where already are enough. But we're not living out of that enoughness. I don't think that's a word. Um, we're already living. We're already enough. Because we're made in the image and likeness of God. But we don't believe that. And we continue to look for things that define us. And when that lets us down, it's a real shock to us. And then we face great discomfort and pain. So in any of these previous places of journey, if someone was to make a negative content, gun, uh, was to make a negative comment about them, um, we would deflate and we would just go down. Or we'd be agitated. And he gets just a call. And what do you mean? And I got it together. And what an idiot you are. And whatever. Might be bad examples, but it's all I had in the moment. So nearly all of us at this stage, in order to move on, all of us at this stage will experience a major defeat, shock, humiliation in order to pass through beyond this stage. Because we are very much in belief that we have it all together. And that's okay. But I know from my own experience, and I think many of you out there listening might, might agree that there's more past this stage. So, the next stage of development is we believe that my, in, my deeper intuitions and felt knowledge in my body is who I am. Now, we begin to really feel connected to God here, right? And it's a great breakthrough because now I'm able to discern more of what's going on inside of me and what's going inside of me that's, that's God. And that's great. That's a breakthrough and so helpful to many of us. Content to stay here. But again, God always calls us to more. That's the one thing I have found is that God is, a very, demand, is very demanding. And God, for those of us that are, that are desiring and want to really grow and go deeper with God, God is demanding and will want more with us, with us. So we can remain at this level. But again, it is, it'll be just more of the same. And um, it will lead to more body work, uh, more psychoanalysis. Um, but it will be empty of any ongoing real deep encounter with God because on this journey along the way we can have deep encounters with God if you read the lives of the saints they've had many 
there's a woman that uh, might be might coming onto my show who had one in church, similar to my first experience of um, meeting God. And I think we all do. I think we all, I don't think I know we all do. If those of us pay attention to it, those of us that are on this journey, God is always at work in our lives, right? It's if we're paying attention to it or not, but God is always at work in our lives and revealing God's self in or through our lives, through our lives, right? So, you know, as, as we move along the path of this journey, we begin to face, <laughs> this is where a lot of people stop, even in uh, psychoanalysis or, or in really good therapy, um, that they don't want to go any further because this is the place we need to face um, the unvarnished, uncivilized state that lives within us. We all have one. We all have an uncivilized state. We're creatures. And unless we face it, we will all project it out. We will continue to project it out and make it someone else. But it's just the parts of ourselves that were deemed bad and wrong. It's not necessarily bad and wrong. It's what we believe about ourselves that makes it bad and wrong. So we need to look at that and get clear on that. So we begin to believe that the unvarnished bad parts of ourselves is who I am. My shadow self is who I am. So the worst parts of myself that I have looked to hide from, defended against through all of the ways we've talked about so far tonight and all the ways we choose a God with a small G, shopping, alcohol, drugs, sex, whatever it is, as a way to avoid facing these unvarnished parts of ourselves. Growing up in the first years of life and even from the time we were in the womb, how we were made to feel about ourselves, unless that's healed, we go through life carrying that as true. That this is me, this is who I am, and I'm going to do whatever I can to defend against that because I'm going to put other things to define me in that in place of that. But the truth is, is that which you put in place doesn't define you. And that which you made to feel about yourself growing up doesn't define you. And we're on a journey to come into that which does define you, which is love, which is God in us. That's the only thing that defines us. And God invites us to come into that through this journey, right? Through dying to the false self and coming into the light. By dying to the false self and transcending and transforming. By dying and rising again, by dying and rising again, it's the full journey 
of our lives over and over again. Jesus's life is our life. And we're going to take a break. We'll see you in a moment. Thanks for being with me tonight on the journey through. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. curious person always asking questions do you desire to be in the know then join me antonia host of so now you know thursdays at 5 p.m at talkradio.nyc listen in as i attempt to satisfy that curiosity i will be talking with amazing everyday people join the fun so now you know on thursdays at 5 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back. So as we are looking at um, this part of our journey, that we begin to believe that our unvarnished part of ourselves is who we are. Here we see that All the ways that we've spoken about so far, all the previous ways that we have uh, attempted to have define us and soothe us, begin to fail. Um, And what I mean by that is they have failed to bring us to a deeper relationship with myself, ourselves, to a deeper relationship with God, and to a full life of grace, goodness, and love especially um, to bring us to a relationship with the one that we seek, because whether we realize it or not, we are really seeking God. And, you know, when you look at, you look down through history, it's amazing because 
you look at the Native American Indians, um, how they were connected to nature, how they were always praying, always seeking, always doing different tributes or initiations um, or dances to their God. We innately know that God is here. We innately know that God is in us. We all know this. It's really beautiful. So in this stage, we begin to judge ourselves and tell ourselves the same things that we were told about ourselves growing up. So if we were told that we weren't smart, that voice will come in. It's called Freud coined it the superego, the voice of the parental figure, the authority figure. Whatever we were told about ourselves, we will begin to have that voice. Did you ever ask yourself, okay, so we have all these voices speaking to me, um, you know, the id, the ego, the superego, um, Who's listening? Do you ever ask yourself that? Who's the listener? Who's, who's the listener here? Who's paying attention? So here we're judging ourselves because nothing has worked. And now here I am. I'm not so smart and I'm not so pretty and my clothes aren't really so great. And, you know, all the many different things. I'm sure you can imagine many of them. You know, I always used to say, I could sit in a room by myself and beat myself up. I don't need anybody around. <laughs> I don't need anybody. So without grace, guidance, and prayer, uh, we will fail here. We get stuck here. And we all attempt to run back to the previous ways that we looked at, that we thought we had transcended through, moved through, we will attempt to run back. So whenever we are in a time of stress, physical illness, uh, mental stress, life stress, we all regress. Now, if we're working on ourselves and in treatment and praying, we regress to work it through, to get to the other side of it. If we're not doing any of that, we regress because it's familiar and we get stuck there. So we will look to run back to our old definitions of ourselves. So in the next stage, we feel very, very drained very tuckered out, we feel emptied out. We can feel sorry for ourselves. I've tried, I thought I had arrived only to feel that I fell down. So, you know, somewhere along the line when we were uh, learning to walk, you know, how we were treated during that stage, we could be really miserable to ourselves here because whatever we were brought up around lives inside of us. 
and we all regress from time to time. So St. John of the Cross from Spain, an amazing, uh, he was canonized a saint, but an amazing uh, priest way ahead of his time. Uh, him and um, St. Teresa of Avila would do work together and would um, do some really profound spiritual work way ahead of their time. I don't remember what, what year they were in. They might have been probably like 13 or 1400. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. But um, St. John of the Cross would call this the dark night of the soul because it can feel very empty and you can feel very alone and left and it can feel like great suffering. But it is actually spirituality in a very high place because you begin to face all of the things you've been looking to run from. You begin to face all of those parts of ourselves that are in the dark, that are starting to move towards the light. And I believe uh, spiritually that where we are now in the world on this planet is really a very high uh, uh, spiritual evolutionary stage because all that we're experiencing now was very much in the dark, right? All of the prejudice, um, all of the hate, um, all of the pedophilia um, was in the dark for so long and um, was really very much going on for a very, very long time. And now it was brought into the light and it doesn't feel good, right? Whenever we bring something into the light, uh, it doesn't feel good. Uh, we'd rather it hide in the dark because we really don't want to face it. But yet in order to grow and move through things so we have fullness of life, um, it has to. It has to be um, brought into the light. Let us remember that a seed, before it grows into a beautiful plant, is always in the darkness. And so it is with our growth. It's interesting because God uses, uh, Jesus always used metaphor of um, uh, landscape and of the earth and creation. Um, and we're really, we're part of that. So it's really very much the same with us. Um, and it's just fascinating to look at. And um, I'm new with this. So I apologize if I'm not looking at you. Um, I'm looking, you know, here at myself, you know, and talking into here. So I apologize because I really do not really know what I'm doing with this. So I'm learning as I go along. Uh, hopefully I'm a little bit more of a quick study. Not always, though. Um, so, um, so any attempt that we use here to, quote, save ourselves, um, right, by trying harder, trying to be better, trying to look better, trying to be smarter, um, we'll fail. The only thing that will work here is to face that we don't know is humility and prayer, is to love and trust, is to trust God in the unknowing, is to trust God in the anxiety of not knowing. Because most of the time when we don't know, it feels like anxiety. And truthfully, um, it's a very high place when we cannot know, hold our own anxiety, not project it onto anyone, 
stick it to anyone, but hold our own, give it to God in prayer and uh, trust that God is at work in us. That's a great movement from what we've been looking at so far into a place of trust, putting down all the things we've used in the past, all the things we've attempted, not attempting to use those anymore and surrender to God in trust with prayer and relationship. That's huge when we can do that. Because the truth is many times we don't know. I know many times I don't know. I don't know. And I can't pretend to know. There are many things I don't know. And I don't necessarily um, have to know. But I do need my relationship with God to be with God intimately and to tell the truth about it and give it to God. Because I know that God will help me. God lives and God will help, help me through as God will help you through. There's no question. But we need to sit in faith and trust. And that's not always easy. God calls us to a much deeper relationship with God's self. Um, God's calling us to the real, not to the pretense, not to the false ways that we look to define ourselves, not to all of the ways that we look to hide. God doesn't judge any of that. And certainly neither do I. Um, we, judge us, we judge ourselves in that. Um, but God's really looking uh, to the real, really looking for the real and is looking for us to die to this ego in a major way, to really let it go and transcend. So die to the ego and transform. And we're going to go into the next stage. We have uh, three more stages left. We have time for it tonight. So that's great. Um, so I wish I could take some questions um, and maybe we'll be able to figure out a way of doing that in the future. Um, but I hope that I'm making myself clear along the way tonight. Um, so again, this last stage, we attempt to not go back into any of the stages previously. We use to manage our feelings, to hide from the, the parts of ourselves that we judge, that were judged, to try to show up in ways that weren't real, but we were hiding from ourselves and from God and actually from everyone else um, because God is really calling us to a deeper relationship and to be more real. So we are on this journey as a way to die to the false self, die to the small mind of the ego and take on your likeness, God, to take on your likeness, Lord, um, which is you and me and me and you. And um, I look forward to continuing on once we get right back and we'll be back momentarily. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges 
business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> so um, what I forgot to mention in our last segment of um, looking at the stage of journey is that, so I mentioned that we need to wait, humble ourselves, and trust. But I forgot to mention that we need to ask we always need to ask God for what we need. And a lovely, lovely man who's a, a patient of mine um, has been in treatment for about a year now. And he's just begun, um, a wonderful Jewish man, just begun to recognize God in his life. Fantastic. And um, so we've been looking at some of this. And he was saying that when he begins to do work um, that he does, um, he's actually a comedian. And um, before he goes on, that he doesn't ask anymore for it to turn out a certain way, that he just asks for God's guidance. And that's huge because he's really moving in trust. And so when I say ask, I'm not talking about, you know, and I'm sure you know this, you know, Lord, I'm going to walk out in the morning and go to work. And can I see a, a Porsche in my driveway? <laughs> I don't know why it's a Porsche. I wouldn't even like a Porsche. But, you know, I know you know that. I'm just being silly. So, um, but it's, it's more about, you know, asking God for guidance, asking God for movement of a spiritual, soulful nature. And again, my friend Linda, who I love mentioning, who isn't with us anymore, she died at 46 of liver and pancreatic cancer. 
She was a light in the world. She was a beautiful, beautiful woman and prayed for me for a long time to help me to come into my, my uh, spirituality. She used to say, God's not interested in how comfortable you are. God's interested in the development and state of your soul. And I'll never forget that. So I want to share that with you. Um, and actually our state of our soul, um, I think because it, it comes from God, is in perfect shape. It's what we do with it. Right, what we do to it, and what we believe about it, I think that, you know, matters instead of looking to be comfortable all the time. So, um, and it's not that God calls us to discomfort or pain or suffering, but this world is not, this world requires us to live in certain ways that um, along the spiritual journey, I don't know about you, but you know, many times you just don't really embrace it. Um, it's really not your own truth. And it's certainly not my truth along the way. Um, not creation, but what man has created um, as the way to live. Um, so there's also a painting, a very famous painting of uh, Jesus on one side of the door um, and no handle or doorknob. And Jesus is knocking, meaning that the handle or doorknob is just on the inside so god is always knocking jesus is always knocking at our door and we are called to open it to allow the grace and the love in so it's very important also that when we sit in humility and trust um that we need to ask um ask so in one of the uh, final stages as we transcend is, you know, here in our humility, you know, we sit and we begin to experience the waning of the false self and the ascent of the true self as the center of our being. We get to experience that as truth instead of just somebody telling us that we have experienced and struggled along these different places within our journey uniquely to us because there's only one of you, there's only one uh, George Ann Dow, there's only one of you, um, and God made you, um, you know, in God's creation, in God's um, um, vision, but there's only one of you. So you're made in God's image, and there's only one. So whoever that is, we are called to find that and to live out of that, and to serve God from that. And what I mean by serve God is that learning to love so that we are here together serving one another, not doing things for, to get something back, um, not doing things to manipulate and have myself fed also. That is clearly just about you. You know, speaking of my friend Linda, she used to she used to pack her truck and we would go into the city. We would pack the truck with clothes and socks and gloves and food and hot drinks. And we would go into the city and we would drive along. You could tell this was a long time ago because certainly couldn't do it now. 
well, I also said that she passed away. She's on the other side. But we would drive along. If we saw someone that looked like they were struggling or they were homeless, we would stop. And we would say, are you homeless? Are you hungry? And if they said yes, we would get out of the vehicle and we would um, dress them in warm clothes, put on the coats and the scarves and give them socks and give them food and drinks. And I'll never forget, there was a young man and you never know who you're going to touch. And I was so moved by him that I still think of him today. And it was such a beautiful exchange. I still think of him today. I had extra sandwiches and it was the end of the night. And I went up to him and I said, would you like this? He goes, oh, thank you so much. I said, I actually have extra so I can give them to you. And he said, oh no, one is fine. Find somebody else that needs them. And I said, thank you. Thank you so much. You are such a blessing to me and he was. And I'll never forget him. I'll never forget him for as long as I live. So we come to recognize that who we are is really God in the center of our being. And we begin to live out of that. We begin to live out of that. Because we become transformed from the inside out and we change. We grow and we change. And it's not something we can do on our own. I know this because I had a lot to grow and change through. And there's no way I could have done it on my own. And there's no way that God does not exist for me to ever have achieved any of that. In the next stage, we begin to recognize and claim that we are much more than we thought we were. We are much more than we thought we were. That we claim this goodness. We claim it. We own it, we claim it, we believe it. We claim who we are. We begin to trust and believe in this process. We begin that we are, that we are grown by loving and trusting, not by having to know, understand, and rely on all of the previous selves that we have allowed to die and we transformed into the God within. We grow by loving and trusting, not by having to understand and rely on having to know. And the next stage is we come to from John 10, chapter, uh, uh, the book of John, verse 10 through 30. He says, the Father and I are one. And here... We recognize that there is only God, God in me, God in you, God in all of us, that we are all one in God. There's nothing to protect. There's nothing to promote. There's nothing to prove to anyone, especially ourselves. Our false self no longer guides the ship. My relationship with God does. We have learned to let grace and mystery guide us still without full or any comprehension if needed. We don't have to understand. And then the final step is that we transform into, I am who I am, and that is an image of God. I am just me, warts and all. I am enough. It's enough to be me. It's enough to be human. 
without all the window dressing. We are now fully detached from our own self image that we created. I don't need the window dressing. I walk in spirit with you, God, and I walk in spirit with each of you. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Have a safe, healthy, happy, and beloved time with your family. God bless. And thank you so much for joining me. I hope to see you next week. Good night. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So now you know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.